Hello, 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 everyone. We are here to debrief about our episode with Chloe mm-hmm. on High Desire Women. Mm-hmm. High Desire Women. So I wanted to ask because I feel like maybe I didn't quite understand the definition of high desire in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so I first heard the language from reading Emily Nagowski's book, um, Come As You Are. That's at least, I mean, there may be other people who have coined the term or done all of the things, but that's where I at least first um, learned about it. And so it's the idea of when you're talking about arousal level between partners, whose arousal level is higher than the other person. Okay. So that's at least from my standpoint, um, just because you can have two people who have higher arousal levels and whether that's looking at something, whether that's just like innately like wanting pleasure or whatever, whatever Mm -hmm. the stimuli can look like, just having a higher desire level and equating that with arousal. So because I was equating high desire with um the level of frequency that someone is aroused. Okay. Which I I feel like yes in a sense if you're talking about their partner. Mm-hmm. Right? So if they if you if the person that you're having sex sex with is a lower desire level, then yes, you would have higher desire level more often than your low desire partner. Mm-hmm. Oh, like compared to your partner. Right. Okay, I see. Because I think in the times that I've had this conversation, it hasn't been that often in general with people, is they're saying like, I want to have sex more often than my partner. So mm-hmm. is that the same as saying I have a higher desire than my partner? Potentially. I mean, it, honestly, it's just more for Emily Nagowski. It's getting away from the idea of sex drive. Okay. So she's using desire level and arousal level instead of like, oh, you have a low sex drive. What is sex drive? How is it? Does so it that's differ? that t- that's typically what society will say sex drive is. So I want sex more. Mm-hmm. So typical society you hear the language of oh I have a higher sex drive meaning I want to have sex more often and to me the distinction is I am aroused for sex more often whether that means it ends in solo play sex with somebody or just like Mm -hmm. "Hmm, this is here yeah I just don't know that generally speaking people are um, using it that way So I think that's why, like, if we're talking about it and we're using it that way, but Mm -hmm. people are hearing it and they're thinking about it the way that society, societally, Mm -hmm. we've been taught, Mm -hmm. it almost feels like we're having two different conversations or no. Mm, Maybe. Okay. Um, I mean, because ultimately to me, what it comes down to is what you feel like the arousal or desire or sex drive is comparatively to whoever you're having sex with. Yeah. Because I don't know if people like, um, 
quantify this in some way? Like, in is there research that says this is um, quantifiably who is considered higher desire or high desire? Or is it just depending on who you are having sex with and if you are aroused more often than them? So, like, if I'm considered... Mm low desire in one relationship but then mm -hmm. I get with a person who's even lower than me that doesn't move me to high desire but you have a higher desire than the than you're who you're with got it I guess what I'm trying to understand is what is high desire then who is defining high desire fair um I don't know who defines it I okay. think society has defined you know what I mean and I think that's why I like Emily Nagowski's work because she's looking at pioneers in the sex industry, not that there's like copious amounts of research, right? Um, but she's taking what's there and infusing that and looking at, okay. Because like even within the book, when she's talking about, she uses the car analogy. Mm -hmm. And so um, within the desire level, you can have um, oh, sexual inhibitors and ses oh that's it accelerators thank you i don't know why my brain just whoa sorry <laughs> praise the lord see it was just trying to wake me up but yeah told me to post for the oh. podcast <laughs> praise the lord yes thank you <laughs> accelerators um so you have accelerators and inhibitors and so she still she looks at that um car example so like you can talk about the idea of um, in terms of your brakes. Um, so you have your handbrake, but also your your pedal. Mm -hmm. And so the things with the pedal, you can come up and off on. If you pull the handbrake, the car isn't going anywhere. So when you, that's the way that she uses the car analogy. Um, and so when it comes to the things that um, your cis, so your, excuse me, your accelerators, like what are those things? So is that laundry? Is that... They clean the kitchen is that you put roses or whatever sets that mood. Those are the things that help increase you. Okay. Um, and then in terms of inhibitors, well, smell can also be because if you not, some people don't like musk, not must, but someone's musk. And so it's just <laughs> like, I need you to go ahead and make sure you take a shower. Because if you don't smell like Irish spring, then my, like my, that inhibits how my arousal I'm inhibited right now by what musk. Okay. Mm -hmm. Anyway, like um, a person, a person's natural, like. Oh, I smell. didn't know that's what musk was. Mm -hmm. I just immediately thought of like must. No. <laughs> I was like, what? It's a fine line between M U S K and M U S T Y. <laughs> oh God. Okay. So, but that's an example of how inhibit like. The same stimuli can be an accelerator or an inhibitor. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sit with that one. <laughs> yeah, I probably have to sit with that. I think I was trying to understand the difference because when I was listening to the playback, I almost the entire episode thought about women who are not high desire. Mm -hmm. And people, men and or women, who would encourage them that their desire is too low. 
and not directly or overtly. Okay. I just wonder about the messaging for, and I'm saying women, but apparently it's men oh, yeah. and women. Yeah. Um, yeah. If your drive or your desire isn't at a certain point, mm-hmm. it's too low and that needs to be fixed. Oh, I don't like the word fixed. I know. I just feel like that's, <laughs> what, that's what people hear. And I, I don't know if I, I guess we have to ask men about this and it was interesting to me that chloe said that her husband is low desire Mm -hmm. yeah i've only ever talked to women who feel like i just can't give him enough he's insatiable i can't give him enough i feel like the most the arena that i hear that the most and it completely just be contextual is in the church i hear it from clients who aren't christian okay i i mean not that i don't have those but in terms of specifically that yeah yeah i use complaint loosely but that complaint Mm -hmm. um although now that i'm thinking about well again context matters right so i'm thinking of somebody who was talking about how like when they were pregnant Mm -hmm. like she felt like she was raping her husband like how Mm -hmm. how like the hormones and stuff, re- like she needed sex, like mm-hmm. that. Her hormones drove her to that. So in that's in that state of their relationship, she became higher, higher desire. Desire, yeah, yeah. And then so for him, potentially, I don't know. I and I I don't know what the baseline is, right? That that information I don't have, but just like using the language of like. I feel bad because this is what I feel like I'm doing. And I'm just like, drop your pants now. Well, I, yeah, like you said, context matters because if you're, if your partner who may be lower desire than you doesn't mind and they're like, Oh, okay. Then I will, you know, where, if this is where you are right now, I'll meet you where you are. Right. But if you have a partner who's saying, um, I can't keep up with your arousal. Well, I mean, I feel like there that's where it then comes into like intercourse, intercourse, toys. Like there are ways. Like, have we gotten a physical? Do we know where your labs are? That's like a good is point. there a like there there's a conversation to be had other than like you trash, you can't give me what I need. Like if you remove selfishness out of it and actually get to the root of the thing, yeah. We could probably have better one communication and relationship overall, but like mm-hmm. our sexual relationship will look a lot different. I I definitely can see that. I think that's just a hard conversation to navigate. Like, um, I mean, Chloe was a lot of fun for me. So the conversation, I didn't feel any tension around the conversation, mm-hmm. but I feel like I've heard of conversations like this that um, aren't fun. People don't experience it as fun if they have a lower desire. If they experience it as critical or as demeaning or as um, something's wrong with you and you need to fix it. Even I remember even um, in my um, marriage counseling one time them telling me and it was we see a a married couple for marriage counseling. um, And it was the wife who told me um, you probably want to see you're a doctor because mm. something must be going on. Like, 
And I, it was really hard for me to hear because all I could hear was something was wrong with me. So I guess it's like, and I have a relationship with her. And so it helped that I know her and I know her heart and I know she didn't mean any harm by it. Yeah. Um, I think that that kind of maybe stoked or triggered some outside messaging. So I could hear it from her and I did feel like, oh, that is something that I hadn't considered. Maybe this is something that is going on that I'm not aware of and I need to check it out. Um, but I mean, I can't help but think of the people who feel like, so because my drive is lower, something's wrong with me. No, something's wrong with you that yours is so high. And that's why I love Emily Nagowski's work because okay. whether you are high desire or low desire, that's it. Like there's nothing wrong with you. And she continues to reiterate that the entire book, Yeah. like, in the same way that I am black, I am a woman, mm-hmm. I am Christian, mm-hmm. I am a counselor in training. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of like those matter of fact things, like how we talk about nose, ears, pain, like this is what I am. Now, are there ways to build and improve and increase your desire? Yes. And that's where like accelerators and breaks come into play. I wish that was the response. Yeah. Like if, if a couple's talking to you and one of them is saying, I can't give the other enough and I'm exhausted or I'm overwhelmed or whatever. And the other is like, well, you lazy and da, 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 da. Yeah. I wish the conversation instead of for the lower desire person, it being like, you need to get your, your drive or desire up. I wish the conversation was more so. Did you know that there are things that you can do? And that's to help a, that's your... why I want to do this work. Yeah, yeah. Like that was one of the first things that I've heard about, like her book, when I was making the decision to get into this. Yeah. Because that was completely different from anything. The approach. Yeah. And that's why I'm sitting here cringing at the fact that she told you that. <laughs> I know. I and know. She, they're an older couple. So it's, I, that might have a lot. To, like this is new. This is developing language. It's new. She I don't like it. I know. It I was really like hard for me, too. And my husband and I talked about it later. And he's just a great communicator. So he could hear me. Yeah, he could hear why that was really uncomfortable for me. But at the same time, I was able to take from it like, but this is something that I didn't think about. Maybe something's going on biologically mm-hmm. that I'm not aware of. So. But I do think approach matters. So I'm glad that you're getting into the work with a different approach <laughs> and glad for people like Emily, Emily Nagowski. Yes. Yeah, because I think people just need a different approach. If you guys are interested in her work, um, there is she released uh, either this year or last year um, an updated revised version of Come As You Are. It is available on any platform. I have this book and haven't read it. Yeah. Yeah. There's also an accompanying workbook. And I actually use this with some of my sex coach clients. Um, I say some is one. Um, it's fine. Speak, <laughs> putting those things out there. Um, I, but, it's prophetic. Yeah, it's prophetic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I go through the workbook because we got to go back to we got to go back to the bottom level before we can go up the elevator. We have to talk about this again because yeah, it just springs off into too many things. Like yeah. there was a lot I had so much fun with Chloe that I don't even I didn't even realize how much I disagreed with her. Ah! 
it was like I was listening back like absolutely not but it was so much fun so I love the idea of just having conversation about this starting what did you not agree with just name Um, one thing one thing was (laughs) the it's for me first what okay yeah I didn't agree and it could be just my because I was like there were a few things and I'm like I'm gonna sit with this some more but it could be like my um teaching like teaching biblical teaching Mm. you know um it's really hard for me to fit that in my framework of God first and everything I'm doing to glorify God first and that as a Christian, she even alluded to this. She's like you. And in the show, I was like, oh, my God, this is my brain is exploding. Hmm. Um, She was saying like how we take care of everyone else first. You know, you make sure the kids are good. You make sure such and such got a ride to church. You make sure blah, 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 you know. Um, And even this idea that sex is for our partner and to please them first. And so I literally was praying about this. Like I was like, God, what do you think? Like, do you do you feel like I should think about it as me needing to be pleased first because this is for me? Or should I be thinking about it like I want to be pleased too? Because that's how I look at it. I, uh, I It's a both <laughs> end here for me. Okay. It's about me. But what's also equally important is I'm thinking about you. But it's yeah. still, it's still. We might be just saying the same thing two different ways. Maybe. Cause if I, I guess to me that language, me first, is just every time I say it, it doesn't sit well. But I think I'm saying me too. Okay. Me too. I can get on board with you there, but at <laughs> first I was like, ah. It's like a um. I think that's like Christian Christianese or or whatever. Okay. Like the whole like um. Just just even saying me first feels selfish. But it the scripture always also talks about like you can't pour out of an empty cup. So it's you first, right? I don't interpret that that way. Okay. No. I do cuz God I, is you feel like God's pouring into you therefore I then pour yes. out. But isn't he pouring into you first? I think <laughs> I think him pouring to me into me is different than asking my husband to pour into me for me first. No. I wouldn't say to my husband personally, I wouldn't say to my husband, I don't think at this point, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm having sex. This is for me first. So you I wouldn't would say, say, let me orgasm first and then I got you. I wouldn't say that. Mm-mm. Okay. No, I don't even feel like that. Okay. No, and no I was he just. he doesn't either. It's very much like I want you first. Both of us. Sometimes it's weird for us because it's like, I remember in the <sighs> beginning, my husband using the language pleaser and I thought something was wrong with him. I've never experienced that before. I've... I feel like that's coming into play. What is? Like, because your experience wasn't, your experience has been, I'm worried, like, 
no one has worried about me. Yeah. I have worried about everybody else. So that's what defined it for you. Maybe. Okay. Because now the fact that he worries about me first and I worry about him first, we both get what we need. Which ultimately leads back to you got to do what works for your relationship. I don't need that feels like that's the way God designed it to me. No. <laughs> that's how I feel. That's how I experience it. I guess from a, a, a I don't want to say practicality. Uh, from my experience, mm-hmm. it's been, and I'm trying to think of like the sum of my, this is turning into a longer Sorry, after guys. show. Um, in my experience, My experience has been different from yours. Yeah. Only because like I, I, the vast majority of the time it was like, okay, I got you first. You mean that's what you heard from your right. sexual partner? Okay. Yes. And then it was like, all right, now that you good, like let it continue. And then I'll, I'm good. I don't, maybe like, I'm not saying that I had a lot of experiences where people were saying, I got to get mine. Like, okay. So that's, that's what I'm hearing though. No, I don't even, okay. I don't remember having that conversation a lot. I just don't remember. So not necessarily having the conversation, but like just what would play out. Right. It was just, I don't, uh, this is, I'm literally trying to think now backwards in time. (laughs) No, don't think backwards. Like, stay in the prayer. <laughs> Just for the sake of, like, to yeah. me, I think what I'm more speaking to is the spirit of the experience. For me, okay. with my husband, the spirit of the experience is I want I'm worried you about to you be and pleased, you are worried and about you me. want me to be pleased. So yeah. both of us are pleased. Yeah. So just the language. This is for me first. If I say that to myself out loud or mm-hmm. even internally, it doesn't align with my my value system. Okay. It doesn't sit. I can't. Yeah. Just like when she was like, it's a need. It's a need. I was literally like, uh, is it? Cause it wasn't fitting with my, with, right. With, you, you know, with right. my context, with my yeah. belief system, with my religion, you mm-hmm. know, with what the way that I understand and experience the Bible, it just wasn't resonating for me. Mm-hmm. That's what I disagree is strong language. I don't know if oh, I no, no, no. disagree. No, no, no. But I was just like, that's I don't not- think I don't think that that's strong because we that's what we talk about. Okay. You come on, you talk about for what it is from your perspective, from your perspective. and those two things just didn't align. Yeah, it just and didn't align right. with my personal. Yeah, even yeah. and it again, it's probably because my it is probably because my experience. Because even the need thing, I was like, I mean, I don't. Need. I was celibate for you know seven Girl. years. Oh man, not celibate, <laughs> abstinent. <laughs> For a really long time. And I literally had made a decision in that time. Yeah. If I don't get married, I would be fine. Yeah. And I wasn't going to have sex with somebody I wasn't married to. And so do I need sex? No. That Not if that was where you were at. Okay. Right? Was it, Were you still created as a sexual being? Yes. But yes. where you were and how you formed your mind, need was not the word. Mm-mm. okay it, it wasn't it. even physically and maybe that's part of what mean what we mean when we say then we get into a relationship and we're battling with that yep framework you know i it took me time yep even going into marriage to to uh be comfortable with like um oh this is my husband like the guilt why, why would i feel guilt this is my husband you know right. it took me a minute 
because I had low-key maybe programmed Told yourself, I don't need sex. Mm -hmm. To make it through abstinence. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. But I, I love that. I loved the conversation, and I feel like she's brilliant, and I feel like mm. now that I am married, for me, the things she's saying, they totally apply. Mm -hmm. Like, within the context of my marriage, I need sex. Mm -hmm. I really do. Like, I don't think that we would have the oneness, the intimacy, the connection, the chemistry. I don't think we would have that if we didn't have great sex. Yeah. So good yeah. God sex as she called it. Hey, bend. Great episode. I think this is going to be one of our best episodes. Yeah. Whether people, whether people, whether it resonates with people or whether there are people like you who are just like, Oh, it was, she was great. She was lively. Um, and some of it just don't fit and that's okay. Yeah. But it's just, if you, if you feel like that, I think, um, that's, that doesn't mean like, something's wrong i guess no that's, what I want that's you the to biggest hear. thing there yeah. is regardless if you have a high desire or a low desire yes. that like i said that is just what it is you just book alicia period amen <laughs> goodbye <laughs> bye Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of The Good Sex Podcast. The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent. The podcast is available on all major streaming platforms, so make sure you download, subscribe, rate, and review so that other people can find the content just like you did. Also, don't forget to follow us and engage on Facebook and Instagram at The Good Sex Podcast. See you in the next episode.